The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And what a week it has been, Jerry. How have you been? Doing well, Jeremy. Good to be back on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, how have you been enjoying the slide in Precious Metals? Uh, looking at the technicals, uh, very corrective and all on the back of, of continuing Fed hawkishness. A lot of hot air, a lot of inflationary data came out this week. So as a result, the algorithms go to work. And this is dollar cost averaging time. Uh, gold on the technical downside could potentially, and we're sitting at the 1800 mark right now, looking at 1780 as ultimate support, 1787, and silver about 2050, $20.50 US. But overall, I mean, this is a, this is a longer term um, bull trend that started way back in 2016. This is a 20-year cycle, and we have tremendous upside and topside potential ahead. So you don't see the potential of silver dropping to $5? Below the cost of mining? No. You don't see the price of silver dropping below $12? No. We're, we're well, well supported. Um, and why? We look at the opposite side of things. We look at the U.S. dollar index, which is peaking out uh, back over 104, looking at 105, and looks to be uh, gold is actually, in fact, significantly oversold. So to suggest that we can continue on the downside, I mean, you sure can try to trade it, but these are definitely not the times to roll the dice. You want to get a tactical allocation into precious metals right now. So you don't see the price of silver dropping below $17? 17? Uh, no, I don't see 17 in the cards. I think ultimately you have an 1860 low. Uh, but again, this is all in the back of continuing hawkishness and further rate hikes coming from the Fed, and they can't do it. So you don't see the price dropping <laughs> below 1850? No. No, I think well supported. Okay, so we've My got... My opinions. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, your opinions. <laughs> a potential uh, 2 to maybe $3 uh, difference from where we are right now. And um, let me ask you this. Could silver go to $30 in a year or a year and a half or two years? Yes, very quickly. Um, I think once. Thank you. That's enough. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed. I needed just yes. yes or no. Okay, I'm trying to I keep my you, trying to keep my, my time here. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to yield any time. Um, could the price of silver get to uh, forty dollars within the next couple of years? Absolutely. Could the price of silver get to above fifty dollars within the next, say, three years? One hundred percent. Um, could you see the price of silver breaking $100? Yes. Okay, very, very quickly, under what circumstance and in what realm of reality is the price of silver breaking $100? Well, we have a weakening and loss of the U.S. dollar hegemony. The, that is the number one reason. We're seeing the move away from the U.S. dollar. Furthering U.S. debt levels are just continuing to go. We have a Fed pivot coming up. Whether you like it or not, they're going to be pivoting this year. And on top of that, you have oil prices. We know there's an oil to gold ratio. These are ratios at play, and these are ultimately very clear cycles at play. Um, and we will be seeing all-time highs. Again, this is the beginning of stagflation. Look at the gains that both gold and silver had during the 70s. 
Um, look back at the charts. You know, don't take my word for it. Look at the charts. The trend is our friend, and we have to play it wisely. Stra- strategically positioned, this is time to insure your wealth. You have car insurance, life insurance. Now is the time to protect your portfolio. So $3 potentially to the downside in a market that's already oversold, and they're saying that the open interest in the futures markets is very, very low, which is you know, eight times out of 10 indicative of a bottom in the market. And you have essentially unlimited upside potential given that we're uh, still even at $21 plus an ounce on silver near the cost of production. So what would you say to someone, Jerry, who purchased silver at $26 and maybe glooming out on the, on the current price? You know, this is a conversation that ha- we have to have. Majority of our clients are newer precious metals investors, and we just have to understand the relationship and what really moves gold. And what, what's happened since is just uh, interest rate hikes. When you hike an interest rate of any country, the currency goes up, pushing the, you know, as, the, as that happens, the markets and the algorithms chase the yield and then trade off on the silver and gold or sell off the silver and gold. But that's very temporary. When you have the Federal Reserve and central banks around the world losing money, and losing deposits at that so they can continue to make future uh, uh, currency uh, paper notes, they're, they're trapped. And it comes a point where they will end the rate hikes, causing the U.S. dollar index to get slammed down. This is a major central bank failure, and this is the reason why we're seeing a pivot towards the gold market. Um, and there's a lot of headlines, Jeremy, about the new gold standard rush. So this is um, this is the time to be in the gold market, away from paper assets. The paper assets will get burned in the next in the next uh, breakdown. The market is really, if you look at all the bubbles, from the bond market bubble, derivative contract bubbles. When the bubbles per- burst, they will burst each other. It will be systemic, and you want to stay away from that and and be fully insulated. So precious metals do perform during this time. So. We have a we have only upside. So I'm I'm hearing a stay pat um, sort of answer that the the best is yet to come in that respect for this market. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Why do you think it hasn't happened yet? Well, how do you why do you think that given all of the money that was created or or currency that was created out of nowhere, all of these debts that are teetering. We've got the inflation here. Why do you think the whole thing hasn't just completely imploded mm-hmm. thus far? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that the Federal Reserve is trapped, and really all they have right now left is the podium. Head to the podium and posture. And the posturing is what's keeping the U.S. dollar in its last days. And, and we're seeing the, the panic of central banks. We're seeing the panic from Janet Yellen, the panic from Powell, uh, these people are just, um, they're, they're really scrambling for words right now. When, when you say panic, for someone who isn't really initiated and wants to know what to watch for when they you know read an article from Janet Yellen where she's talking or they see Janet Yellen talking or uh, Jerome Powell talking, what, what to you is a sign of panic from them? In other words, if I've never, I don't know anything and, and just you're teaching me how to, how to witness and, ex, and see and notice that that's actually panic coming from them. Well, when you see the U.S., I mean, it was the New York Times, I think, last week having a headline. They showed a headline that pretty much shows that the international community is not backing the U.S.'s support uh, against, against Russia. 
um, this is this is massive. And when you have Yellen saying that we're going to stay committed to continuing, they've already sent two hundred billion plus to the Ukraine. You know, outsizing. And, and you know, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. There was no weapons of mass destruction. Well, that too. And I mean, if you look at that compared to the budget of the United States, they put you know twenty billion towards maybe safeguarding the railways. Why don't Why don't you know put some put some uh, you know funding into the keeping the trains on the tracks instead of having thousands of trains falling off the track and spewing poison into into the air? So the the, the their, their focus on you know protecting what they have made in in the Ukraine. I mean, it's very suspect. And you know, this is this is a time where they're trying to tighten, where they're printing massive amount of amounts of money, sending it abroad. So, in other words, one way you can tell that they're panicking is that they appear they appear out of touch, and yeah. and hanging on to the narratives that they're pushing, and even when they start to fall apart, they're still pushing the same sort of things. Yes, because it's their narrative is just continuing to print money. And as you continue to do that, you lose the trust of the international community, the trust in that world reserve currency. And that is the staple for the U.S. dollar and the authority that they've had around the world. You have BRIC nations dumping the U.S. dollar and they're moving to create other dollars and the formation of other currencies. You know, I was having a conversation with a client uh, a few minutes before we got onto the show here and we were just, you know, batting some things back and forth and, it kind of dawned on me while we, while him and I were talking that if interest rates were to come down all of a sudden, I don't think that the mentality out there would be, great, let's go spend, spend, spend. The good times are back. I think that that the last two years have marked people with regards to the economy and you know not underestimating what it should be like to have yeah. uh, a rainy day fund because you don't know what can happen and if you're going to be whipsawed with interest rates you know assuming that interest rates would all of a sudden come down okay do you think that all of a sudden people would say oh great my mortgage is cheaper let's let's go out and go on vacation Unfortunately not. I mean, that, that does sound like a great idea. Let's all go on vacation and, and go back to normal. But we have to realize when they do pivot and they cut interest rates, they're really signaling we can't fight this inflation. They brought a little, you know, a, a knife, as, uh, as Peter Schiff wrote it uh, this week. They brought a knife to a gun battle. They've been raising interest rates, for, you know, 25 basis points here. They may even going less and less and, and lighter and lighter. The inflationary battle is is totally lost uh, from skewing the gauge of inflation. They have lied with the very figure of six point whatever percent. We're well north of sixteen percent, and if you're not going to fight inflation, you're like you're let it go, which means you're losing your purchasing power. You can't afford things. And this is a very troubling time to be in anything paper uh, paper derivative, and you want to have hard assets. And the only hard asset that has proves, proven itself through these times have been gold, silver, natural fancy color diamonds. And any any land, any change in policy at this point is going to be seen as a failure of trying to fix things. And so people aren't going to just decide to go with their narrative. It's going to break down even further. That means more uh, uncertainty out there, and that means more reason to have something that's been around forever. And that includes gold, silver. And and colored diamonds, the number one 
888-778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com stick with us much more on the real money show on am640 you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for joining us this week to hear about the precious metals market and understanding that um, knowing about gold and silver, understanding what the physical market means is really something that's going to protect you through these uncertain times and not just survive, but thrive. Gold and silver are finite in quantity. They are precious metals. They are extremely, extremely undervalued right now. And so that means that uh, upward valuation is in the cards. And we're going to continue on this show to show you how that's going to happen. And, you know, Jerry, people start to learn about physical precious metals and there's costs involved. And one of the things that they start to realize and learn is that owning physical gold and silver and owning an asset is not the same thing as investing. And I like to demonstrate this uh, by what I call a spectrum. On the one end, you would have jewelry. Uh, There is the material inside it, but what you're really paying for is the craftsmanship and the brand. Then you would have something moving a little bit closer to center would be something like coins. That could be numismatics. That would be things that have value because they are so ultimately rare and collectible or because there's more of an artistry in them. Um, you know, they've got a, narr- a story built into the coin. It could be um, an astrological sign. It could be uh, commemorative, these type of things. And so because of the story, you can have a much higher price and not have to worry about the fluctuation of the spot price. Then on the far, far end, on the other side, you would have investment. It's free. It basically costs nothing. And what do you own? Nothing. You've invested. And investment means there's a counterparty risk. It means you're putting your faith in a counterparty and hoping that they perform or return. So for example, I put my mon- I put my cash in the bank. I'm a creditor to the bank. And I hope that they return my money, and as a result, they would give me some sort of interest. You know, especially if I have a high, high, high rate savings account at two percent or whatever it is. Yeah, lower than the actual rate of inflation. In the middle, you would have pure bullion that's been fabricated and manufactured and wholesaled and shipped. So no different than buying any other retail item, whether it's a stereo or a lollipop. Uh, these things, the, the, uh, the resource has to be sourced and then brought in, fabricated. So if, you know, you think about making a chocolate bar, you take these raw ingredients or a muffin, you take these raw ingredients mm-hmm. and then you put them together and you create something new and you package it and you ship it to a wholesaler and then the wholesaler distributes it to a retailer who's purchased it. So it's the same thing here. So there's going to be these kind of fabricated wholesale retail costs all built in. Now, all said and done, it might be, you know, five, six, as much as 7%, maybe even a little higher, mm-hmm. depending on the product. You can, you can get lower pricing depending on the product, right? Size of product, what brand is it, um, when was it purchased from the retailer, et cetera. So there's, there's things that you can do to get a little bit better pricing. But... Um, 
But Jerry, why why spend that extra money? Why buy the actual bullion? Why not just get a certificate or a pool account where there's physical there? Why why spend that extra? What is the value that you get by spending extra to own actual physical? Because as as we have seen in the previous and upcoming uh, credit crises, when you have a liquidity issue, you need to you re- quickly realize how many counterparties are info- involved if you have. Mm paper assets, which would be stocks, bonds, cash. These are promises that the institution that issued these things are going to pay you for them. Further, you have issues with insurance. You know, this is a, this is a hot topic of, of, of many um, who, are, who are curious, can the insurance companies cover everyone? So these are things where people are not too concerned right now for the return on their money. They want to ensure that they can get something, the return of their money. Whatever they put in, they want, they want to have out. So having physical bullion, that eliminates counterparty risks. That eliminates the, you're now, it's a strategy where you're now running away from the inflation. You're outpacing the inflation. You're maintaining your standard of living because you're positioned away from assets that are just going up in smoke. Um, that could potentially bank be, go bankrupt. So when you have these counterparties where you have to ensure that the company is making money, if you're into a stock, the company is profitable, uh, that they're actually also outpacing their costs to maintain profitable. Or their cost to borrow. Or their cost to borrow. That's another caveat. It's very tricky. People don't want to play, you know, this, the strategy of trying to keep up with this. You're now eliminating that with precious metals. Precious metals offers this hedge against counterparty risks while positioning yourself for tremendous top top side potential. Because when you have the runaway inflation, um, you know, the money starts to pile out of risky assets, down the the extras inverted pyramid, out of the derivatives market, out of the stock market, and into something that is finite. You, you hit the nail on the head. Gold is power money because it's finite. You cannot be you cannot be printed but it's money. It's the, the precious word in precious metals connotates that, that it's money, monetary. So you have money. When there is a liquidity crisis, that's the most important thing is how to get out and how to tactically shift into something where it has a future and it has topside potential. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. And how do you get out? What's the process, Jerry, for actually getting involved in, in the physical assets as opposed to... You know, do I just call up my bank and they'll they'll help me with this? Do I, um, you know, go through a, a do I have to go through a friend of a friend? Uh, how do you how do you get out of the fiat currency system and into physical gold? What's the process look like? Well, first we have a conversation because to us you're more than just a, a number. We want to understand why you're looking at precious metals. What are some of your the risks that you want want to avoid? And what, is it, what do you need uh, to play the RSPs right? You talked about the playing the RSP game. You need to grow your RSP portfolio by 380-some-odd percent to beat, this, uh, to beat the, uh, the, the, the inflationary losses plus the 30% withholding tax in the future. So you ha- we have to have that conversation. But once we do and we built that initial discovery phase, we present to you the three options. You can buy direct. You come and figure out which allocation you like to go with, whether it be some gold or silver or a little bit of both, and we'll put together a nice hard asset portfolio. 
transactions are pretty pretty straightforward. It's just a matter of invoicing you. You pay for the invoice and you're on your way. If you don't want to have it in your possession, understanding, you know, as long as you're a private individual, you can keep it very soundly and, and, and packaged nicely in your own persons, wherever you'd like to keep it, in the backyard or in your home in a small safe, that's fine. But if you're not comfortable, utilize the depository. Uh, the Guildhall Depository is the best method for keeping your investment secure, your investment in precious metals, because you want to be able to buy on a phone call, sell on a phone call, and the depository is also the key here for registered accounts. We could quickly do a rollover from your registered plan. Remember, you have one more week for um, contributions, so get your contributions in. We want to help you get some precious metals within your accounts. So the, the vault is the key here, and but ultimately it's about securing some wealth away from the the risky situations that are happening in the financial systems. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Okay, Jerry. So um, I've woken up to what's going on. I see um, I see out of touch economists, out of touch politicians. I want to unsubscribe from the fiat system. I want to go to the de facto gold standard, which has helped um, for millennia protect value, be a store of value, protect wealth. And now that I'm waking up, I'm also glooming out. And now I'm worried about the government stealing my, my personal property. Why do you think that there's a connection? What's the connection and why do you think that happens where when you start to realize what's happening and that potentially your currency in the bank isn't safe anymore because it's being eroded by taxation and inflation. But now my biggest concern is that that my property is going to somehow be seized. What is that? Why does that happen? What do you think is the is the key to that? You know, it's just this has just been a growing um, distrust of, of governments, really. And this is part of the reason for precious metals. When you have geopolitical risks and geopolitical concerns and knowing that power ultimately corrupts and there is no way to keep this system honest anymore, it just, it just lie after lie. We're just culminating with, with, with more uh, distrust on top of distrust. And the walls are literally closing in on the investors and 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 citizenry. Um, you know, when when we realize that bank accounts can be frozen very quickly, um, you know, governments really showed their hand on that one to to suggest that you know in the next you know issue or next uh, uprising in the future, exactly where they'll be headed, and. This, you know, there's a lot of confiscation talk. I understand, you know, this is something that happened in the past, but it'll be a very futile move for for Canadians uh, to be worried about a confiscation of gold, because the you know the lack of gold investment here in Canada, less than one percent of the population actually own physical gold. So we'll probably they'll probably end up with let's say a hundred million dollars worth of gold if they decided to confiscate the Canadians' gold, a pittance for what they actually need it for. They can actually you know go nationalize some mines or nationalize this parcel of land and get it done really really quickly. But um, you know this is this is the world that we're in. Unfortunately, in the World Economic Forum is telling us we want to you will not own a thing and you're going to be happy about it. But you would want to have hard assets away from their systems. Gold and silver will protect during that uh, during that type of crisis. This is one form of protection, Jeremy. Okay, so but 
but explain to me the difference between, you know, if I'm new to this, I'm thinking, but having it in the vault isn't safe. Having it at home is safe. But that's not necessarily the case, is it? Not exactly the case. You want to have, you want to hedge your, your, your bets here. You're obviously owning some gold in your possession, silver in your possession for the Mad Max type of situation where you have, you know, power outages or cyber attacks. You may need to transact in person. You can do that. But anything north of, you know, let's say five, ten thousand dollars in, in worth of precious metals, anything north of that, you really want to consider insurance. You know, is this insured? If if someone comes into my house and steals it, it's not insured. So having it in the vault, it's outside of the financial system. It is key because we understand gold is has always been a hedge against financial systems, a hedge against failing bank systems, currencies. And that's why central banks around the world are owning and they're stockpiling the stuff because the 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 system is about to change and transform. It's actually finished. I mean, the U.S. dollar genomity is not even – they're not trading the U.S. dollar anymore, and that's the nail in the coffin. So to have your product in the vault, you're securing that liquidity and understanding it's outside of the banking system. But the moment you want it, you, you felt the need to take delivery, you can do that. But – I wouldn't, my personal product is in the vault, obviously, and I feel safe knowing that it's, you know, a lot f further away from any financial planner's hands or any banker's hands at this moment in time because you have stagflation, and that's my number one concern. Yeah, it's all about diversity. You're diversifying away from the dollar, and then you diversify within a precious metals portfolio. If you, to, to think about, um, the, the, the concept of confiscation, let's just take that a little bit further and provide some ideas on that and how to protect against it in the next segment. If that's something that you're concerned about, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, Jerry, in 1933... They did confiscate uh, physical gold. Um, America had, a, this was only in the United States, they had um, much more confidence in their government. Their dollar was backed by gold, and, um, you know, essentially it, it was as good as gold. And I think the what perhaps was underestimated was that it would be revalued, because that's when the theft happened. That was essentially... Uh, a revaluing of gold was uh, no different than inflation today, where a hundred dollars nominal bill from 1980s does not buy you nearly the same amount of goods as it does today. And so we have to be able to appreciate in this context that confiscation of wealth happens in many ways other than you know a physical reality. It happens through taxation, which has just income taxes continued to rise. It comes through regular taxation of after-tax dollars. It comes through inflation, where governments say inflation's at 2%, and then they really run it at 6 or 7 or today, where it's an obvious north of, double dig north of, of 10% or in, into double digits. But going back into history, um, the concept of, of gold confiscation, which wasn't by gun. It was, it was by decree. And if you owned silver then you weren't affected. Hmm. Better yet, That's true. better yet, 
gold is a private transaction. So it would be hard to trace that um, across as well. I know that in the vaults, it's not so easy to just walk up like those like those uh, health hall monitors during the pandemic to say, you've got to shut down your business. It's, it's not that easy. You can't just walk up to a vault and say, give me the gold. It's, it just doesn't work that way. No. You're talking about tanks in the street, which is a whole different thing. That's when that's pitchfork time. But finally, so, so what are your, what's the response? The response is understand the context of it, that you're already a debt slave. No one needs to take your gold to make you any further of a slave than you already are. And I'm sorry if that comes as uh, you know a, a, a doom and gloom, but it's not. It's now protect yourself against it. Now own the physical gold, the physical silver to hedge against this collapse that we're going to be experiencing. But if that isn't enough for you, then look at silver because that's a, that's there's no precedent that that has has ever been confiscated. Not only that, it's more undervalued. You know, looking at the price coming down, Jerry, gold comes down into the low 1800s and silver comes down a larger percentage on the downsides and it goes up a higher percentage on the upsides. Mm -hmm. So this is something to keep in mind going forward that silver amplifies the moves of gold. And then finally, if that's still a concern, then consider a natural fancy colored diamond. This is the most concentrated wealth you can possibly own. It is the wealth of kings and queens and the uber wealthy. This is how you transport money um, anywhere around the world. Now, yes, it's not liquid, right? And I always contend neither is a stock that's down 80%. <laughs> you know, if you've got a stock that's down 30%, it's, it's all of a sudden not that liquid. Mm -hmm. But it has completely helped so many people across the decades to maintain their wealth and grow it because it's we talk about something being finite in in precious metals you know there's five billion ounces of gold above ground you know there's there's like 10 to 13 uh oval vivid yellow diamonds that come to market every year you're talking a extremely finite supply of high quality natural fancy color diamonds mm -hmm. And as a result, the, the volatility on these things is basically nil. And it's, you get volatility in the art market, you can get volatility in the wine market, but when it comes to natural fancy colored diamonds, there's basically no volatility. So it's definitely something to consider. Jerry, does that make sense to you as, as far as conf if, if you were that worried about confiscation, think about other assets like silver or a color diamond. I never thought of the silver content, the silver holding, you know, haven't seen precedent set for the silver market. So that was very, very good on you, Jeremy. But the pink diamonds have, have that historic attribute of being a safe haven and have that ability to be able to transport very quickly and easily and privately when there is a concern of encroaching governments and potential confiscation of wealth. It is of paramount importance to be able to have an asset that is invertly, inversely correlated from um, other assets, uh, even uh, cryptocurrencies, that are stable. And stability 
Pink Diamonds, for example, have an amazing track record of stability. Um, being beautiful, but being rare at the same time, offer exactly the protection you need from any potential theft, but then positioning it as well, your portfolio diversifying even further into something even more strategic and tactical. And let's put that into a perspective. Okay, so Argyle Diamond Mine, which produced 90% of the world's pink diamonds, closed a couple years ago. And that 90% of the world's pink diamonds, let's, let's just kind of paint a picture here. That was, that was a tap dripping. That was literally a dripping tap. That's all that that was. And then now that's closed. So that's it. No more pink diamonds are coming out. Or you're talking about, uh, you know, we're down to only 10%. So that means a dripping tap is only dripping once every several hours, that kind of, that kind of thing. Okay. So what does it take to get into an Argyle pink diamond? Well, here's an example. We have an emerald cut, which is a great cut. It shows, it shows, if there's blemishes, it shows it. You can't hide anything with, a, with, an, with an emerald cut. And it's such a beautiful cut to, to take a look at. We have an emerald cut. It's 0.29 carats. It's an intense, so it's not a vivid. It's one step down from a vivid. It's a VS2. So if you walked into any jewelry store, there, that means I clean. That means you can't see the inclusion with the naked eye. That's sort of the retail quality type of, of diamond that you'd be looking at. And it's very, very rare. It, it, you can't even, can't even state how rare it would be to find an internally flawless pink diamond. But how much do you think a diamond like this would cost? A just over a quarter carat, intense pink, VS quality, Okay, we're not talking brownish pink, you know. Champagne. We're, we're not talking champagne. We're not talking SI. We're talking really high quality clarity. We're talking really strong color in the 40,000 range, mm. Canadian. That's what it takes. So if you had a portfolio of 250,000, 500,000, this is something that all of a sudden now can make sense over the long term. And let's say you had a, a, a portfolio north of half a million. Now you're talking about a diamond that is generational, intergenerational. This is something you could have for forever and hope you never have to sell it. Because I'll tell you the biggest problem with selling a diamond, guys, you can't get back into the market. The prices don't drop all of a sudden and you can buy in. Like you bought silver at $30 and it dropped down to 20 and you say, oh great, let's buy back in. No, no, no. You sell a diamond and that's it. You're not able to get back into that market. So it becomes something that's intergenerational. And maybe one day your, your daughter's son's son needs the money and has this diamond in, in, in the family portfolio and can use it to really save, save them, save them and maybe make mm -hmm. their, make their dreams come true, you know, things like that. So give it a thought, give us a call. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. There's more to come on the real money show on AM 640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of, or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. For those of you who, who uh, catch our show on a regular basis, you know we like to check out 
some of the feeds on Gold Telegraph, and uh, it's a great, great, uh, great one to follow if you're on Twitter or Telegram. And uh, if you're not on Telegram, you should get on Telegram. It's pretty good. Guildhall's on there. You can find us at Guildhall Wealth. If you've missed the show, you can catch us on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Rumble, though we're a little slow to, to, to post on Rumble as well. But check us out on Rumble. Check us out on YouTube. And uh, so, Jerry, speaking of Gold Telegraph, I just uh, I thought, wow, how apropos. Their most recent, recent uh, uh, tweet was, some people fight change. And some get rich off of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that encapsulates what we're trying to do here. We know that a reset of some kind has to happen, that the money system as you know it is going to crumble. It seems like it's happening in slow motion. And since gold and silver are so finite and stand the test of time and are actual things in a world where debt is no longer being valued. People don't value debt anymore. They're realizing very quickly, oh, I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want real things. And I want real things that don't take debt to do it. And so that's where color, that's where, uh, color diamonds, yes, but uh, gold and silver come into play. All and three. when they revalue, as they, as they have continued to do over the years, but we're still undervalued, and when they really start to take off, um, there's going to be a massive wealth transfer. That wealth transfer happened in 1980, and it happened as well in 2011. But what would you say to Jerry, to someone, uh, you know, a troll who says, oh, you guys have been saying this for a decade, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> what would you say to them if they were right here on the show and they just said it to you now? I'll keep saying it. Yes, we do sound like a broken record. That's fine. This is this market is very cyclical, very time tested. We've seen these these historic ratios come to play, come you know, come around, and we're just in the middle of another cycle. And thankfully, we're in an uptrend. This is a bull run that we're going to see, and we we follow the smart money as well. As we see central banks acquiring gold and sil- gold and even silver. I mean, the the Indian bullion exchange is is responsible for importing a lot of silver for some reason. Well, that reason is a new standard is is being put into place. There is a new monetary reset happening. And unfortunately for the World Economic Forum, it's not their reset. Their reset is the central bank digital fiat currency. And the world does not trust fiat. Um, This is is the one way that trust gets lost. And these nations, particularly the BRIC nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa are not subscribed to that. But what they are doing is they're valuing their wealth in ounces, not worthless U.S. dollars. And the issue number one thing is to is to you know quash the debts, you know get the credit credit system covered and cover all that that sloshing currency. Is there enough gold to back up? Well, no. Some some would say no. There's not enough gold. Right. Yes, there technically is always enough gold. It depends on the price. You have to define what money is, number one. And gold has been redefined as money. Back in 2019, it was reclassified as tier one capital, which makes gold money and a reserve for these nations. I I like that you said redefined, meaning (laughs) the Bank of International Settlements somehow has some sort of track on the truth, (laughs) that that they're the arbiters of truth when, no, the truth was always there. Gold was always money. They just had a come to Jesus moment Mm -hmm. and realized, oh, wait a minute, we should probably make it money again. That's exactly what's happening. 
And, and it's really unfortunate for them, but those fortunate who have gold during this time of, of revaluing where the prices should actually be, because these nations who are going after the gold, who want to take away the method and mechanism for actually providing the price, price is one thing. The price of oil went negative. I could care less. Try to get that oil barrel at, a, at negative $10. You couldn't get it. There comes a point where the value. What do you mean negative ten dollars? Uh, when the ne- oil, the price of oil actually went to negative. No one can buy that product. No one could buy it. So price is one thing. We know the price of physical gold is a much much higher than the spot prices. So when you have nations looking to, you know, uproot this comics, the LBMA pricing, the LME, which is in the news once again, um, you know, the old pricing mechanisms. They're about to fail, and we're going to have a true price discovery happening in the market, and we're talking multiple times higher. Plus, if you have a reset on top of inflation, prices are just going to go through the roof, Jeremy, and we're seeing nations not just doing that on themselves, but it's happening in the United States. I kind of think about people who own gold right now as having a dinghy. They're already off the Titanic, and some people might be saying, well, how come it hasn't sunk yet? And it's like, well, listen, you're, you've got your seat, you've got your life preserver on, you're not swimming in the water, you're not pretending like it's not happening. You've already done it. You've prepared. Fantastic. Good job. Mm-hmm. You know, now you just have to sit back and wait. And sometimes there's nothing for you to do. Just you just have sure. to, yeah, you just, you know, help others. That's right. Help others. Help, help teach others. Keep listening to the show. Keep doing your research. Help people who want to know knowledge and not just have have some sort of faith based in in what they're being told in mainstream or lamestream news or you know what the CNBCs of the world are saying you know you you really want to know what what the real things are that are going on and as well we can't glean much information from just looking at the price of the metals i think that's part of the whole kind of psyop of of precious metals is if the price is low people just don't want it they only want to buy it when it's really high no you got to get deeper than that you have to know that the open interest on gold and silver right now are quite low that's an indicator that the prices are moving you have to know that silver that that they took off a hundred million plus ounces off of the exchanges last year that physical metal left the exchanges Mm -hmm. it went into private hands or knowing that um you know that the product is being moved into uh, eligible in the in the in the exchanges, meaning you can't touch it. That's someone else's product. That's not for you, right? We've got product at Brinks. It's not for anybody else. So if you can look beneath the surface, you'll start to say, ah, I see what's going on. And then you can handle price fluctuations and be comfortable with what you have and look forward to what's going to happen when the prices really do move. Because we don't know what day they're going to move, but we can see the trends that are happening. Last couple comments, Jerry. Just keep an eye on all the states that are um, rolling back sales tax on gold and silver. We have Vermont now, Mississippi. Um, this is really taking uh, taking effect uh, around the world, uh, not not just around the world, but here locally in North America. We are headed back to a, a gold standard of some sort, and you're going to want to be positioned because when that time comes, when that revaluation comes, that's what will revalue your portfolio upwards and multiple times you're going to you're going to look back at these little short-term events and be so thankful that you made the move in precious metals the best is definitely uh upcoming
Thank you so much for everyone who listened. Can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.